0: Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen. You're here listening to Bad Light Podcast Housen, isn't that nice? You listen with your ears to some pictures of some sorts. Anyways, love that Dan housing
1: Hello, this is episode Four of the Bad Light podcast. Our guest today is Sophie Vasquez. We want to thank you guys real quick for checking out this episode. We do have a backlog of a few great episodes before this. You can check those out on both Apple and Spotify. If you're checking it out on Apple, please do leave us a five star review. Uh, also, tell a friend about the podcast. We're getting some great feedback so far. And we'd like to see that continue and keep uh, getting us in front of some new ears. Uh, also, our Bad Light Zine is still available. Badlightzine.bigcartel.com. You can also get it locally. In the UK at mechashotey.com m e c h a s h o t e i.com. Uh we're also working on a new issue that should be available at the end of June. Uh today's episode was Sophie. Uh Sophie is a extremely talented young photographer from New York. Uh her photography mostly uh, documents the Bronx wrestling scene we'll get a lot into that in this episode uh, you can find her on Instagram at Bulls in the Bronx at B U L L S I N T H E B R N X also wanted to thank Dan Housen for the intro to today's episode you can find him at Dan Housen AD on both Instagram and Twitter want to thank Dennis Pasqual for editing this episode uh, you can find him at C I L A club on Instagram John Jr. for the logo and icon for this episode you can find Find his work at outlaw.press on Instagram. Uh, the band that he's in, Culture Abuse, for the song that plays before and after the episode, at Culture Abuse Fanzine on Instagram. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrainBuster. underscore. You can also find my store at BrainBuster Inc. Dot BigCartel.com. Uh, I'm doing some reprints of last year's Hardway Zine, which is my Mania Weekend Zine that I put out every year. Uh, also, a last run of the uh, Liger t shirts that I I did. Uh, That's the cover for that zine. Both of those will be in my store shortly and those will probably be the last time those two are available. So check those out if you haven't already. On with the episode. All right. We're here with Sophie. How are you doing today?
0: i'm doing good how are you
1: doing very very well thank you uh so some people that might not be uh familiar with who you are your work tell me about how you got started in photography and then how uh or how that kind of led to to wrestling
0: um so i got into photography a month before my high school graduation in high school i was a graphic designer writer mainly but I really like going to concerts. I was a huge like pop punk fan. Sure. And in my senior year, I was in video production and we had access to all these cameras. And I never knew anything about photography, but I liked movies. And I just thought to myself, oh, I know how to get access to the camera because I know the code. Sure. So it kind of like take out the camera, go to concerts, photograph video bands, and then go to school the next day and then get like an hour early to like put the SD card and like. Wipe it and then keep it for me. And I did that for like the duration of my senior year. to so like the portion of my parents were like, "Where did you get that camera?" I was just like, "It's for school. It's all, yeah. <laughs> it's all school related." Yeah. And my parents saw that. Okay, so if you got a passion for this, they got me a camera for my high school graduation. And it's actually the camera I still use today, my cool. Canon T6. And yeah, that's why I started photography. And wrestling, I kind of fell into actually two. Year, it actually makes my two-year anniversary on the twentieth this month. Cool. I kind of fell into wrestling. Really, I wanted to do a more documentary photojournalist approach. I was really studying at a community college, like, basics of, like, documentary. And then I kind of just fell into it and became friends of anyone. And before I knew it, I was, like, shooting ringside, like, every month.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you did you have, like, any interest or even any, like, idea about wrestling before you got into it? Were you, like, a fan before you, you started shooting it?
0: Yeah. Um, my earliest memory... Is my grandpa just watching WWE and like okay. AJ Lee, okay. CM Punk, uh, Daniel oh, Bryan?
1: You just made me so old. <laughs>
0: and the, like I was the the heir of like the Shield. Sure. <laughs> so um, I was a full adult when that happened. Grandpa, so. I was I was in high school, yeah. And what happened? Uh, so my gra- my grandpa to this day just watches like WWE and now like AEW. But he's um because he always watched. I think one day, and I remember this day vividly. The, the way I got super into wrestling, like to watching Raw and SmackDown and finding out the indies and blah blah blah, was the day um, Seth betrayed the Shield. Oh, okay. I remembered vividly when like when Seth took the metal chair. And just, like, went on um, Dean Ambrose at the time and Roman <laughs> Reigns. And I just remember, like, losing my shit. Like, I was like, <laughs> this betrayal. How could this have happened? I was 15 at the time. And I was just, like, so, like, invested and heartbroken that I was like, I need to know what happens next, episode next week. And then I'm watching Raw and SmackDown. And I also had, shamelessly, a big crush on, like, Dean Ambrose. And because of that, I was like Googling him and then I find out about John Moxley. And I'm like, who the hell is John Moxley? And I'm like, wait a second, CZW, then I found out about Sammy Callahan, then I found out about Seth Rollins as Tyler Black and then Jimmy right. Jacob. And that's kind of how like the the weave um, or the web started weaving so to say. Sure. Yeah. And at that time, NXT is like the current roster. It was like Sami Zayn, it was so- Sasha Banks, it was Bailey, Charlotte. Cause I remember having like another crush on
1: like Sami Zayn.
0: <laughs> this all comes from like girl crushes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's okay. Whatever gets you, you know what I mean. <laughs> and
0: then I found out about like Sami's time with the Indies and then like Ring of Honor. Yeah, and um, yeah. and from like 2014 to 2015, if you knew me, like I was a huge, huge WWE. I think I bought like the Dean Ambrose um lunatic fringe gloves. Okay. They had, cool. Like two of them. But then I kind of I think that, oh, I fell out of it. I also I think um I think if I remember like when the Dean and oh I remember when the Dean and Seth storyline which I still think the 2014 one is really awesome started going into like Dean and Bray Wyatt, I kind sure. of pulled back and then I kind of just like stopped watching it so religiously. Um and then I really got into like the music scene. That's when, and that's why I played okay. photography. So, but I always had an interest.
1: Gotcha. So, so the the wrestling was like basically just like right, right before you kind of got into uh, the cameras and stuff like that. So
0: exactly, yeah.
1: Um. So, do you think it was like? Do you think it was like part of the like the visual aspect of wrestling? Like, like as actually, you started to get into like documenting things and stuff like that, that was like uh, what drew you back into wrestling?
0: Yeah, because even when I was really into wrestling, I was a graphic designer in high school. Sure, yeah. So I used to make like, I actually, I have to find it. I made like a, st- I really love Stardust. I really loved Cody Rhodes as Stardust. Yeah. I used to make like these like posters for like my graphic design class. So I, I kind of feel like that's where I developed my visual eye per se. Mm-hmm. And wrestling always, and I've always had a, like a passion for storytelling and wrestling was really like the format where I saw it done. So like, like awesomely. Yeah. And when I got into photography, i actually was trying to push for like music industry. Like I wanted to work for a record label. And then um, very quickly, I got into the PR business at like 17. I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't like this at all. <gasps> and <laughs> it's terrible. And um, and that's when I kind of got back into wrestling. And then I started seeing like um, a lot of more like wrestling, like documentary. Documentaries, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where I was like, oh, like I wanted to know more. But this was like before like the current. Like I feel like that now. There's like a huge, especially with Vice, with like all of the current yep. um documentaries before mm-hmm. Glow came out. But um I think WWE was doing like WWE Chronicle. I think they do that anymore, but they did they like a little documentary. Stuff, I think. They did similar stuff. But I remember like watching a lot the Dean Ambrose ones and then I was kind of like oh I really I really love like behind the scenes stuff and to be honest I really I want to say this movie kind of pushed me into like really wanting to get more into wrestling photography as like a more backstage because the
1: fighting with my family movie okay I still haven't seen it yet
0: it i got like a little like there's some like hardcore age fans and wrestling fans who're like it's a cash grab which it is but like it was a good one Um, is? also it's uh, yeah it's entertainment (laughs) and i remember i actually i do remember though when you see it i just hated how they showed aj lee because aj lee was like i feel like everyone's like a lot of people who are older me like oh lita's my girl but for me i was like a more aj lee girl sure like that was like who I saw growing up and I remember getting so mad how they showed AJ Lee because they it was like the total opposite they showed AJ Lee like she was Brie Bella and I was like this is not this is not how it happened but um it's very interesting it's very like quick in the movie but I as a wrestling fan I caught that but um yeah but because of like I want to say that resurgence of like documentaries and this is all before photography it was really just more video based what I saw Mm -hmm. I was like oh I want to do that with um wrestling and when I found out that there was a wrestling scene in my neighborhood i was like i want to do it here like that was kind of the genesis of it
1: yeah that's excellent so i mean like you you say you know you're you were doing like uh, a lot of like the graphic design like the like the stardust stuff and all that kind of stuff it's still like visual though you know what i mean like you i, I would assume i know for me like part of the reason why i really like that character was the visual of it you know like the face paint was like very graphic it looked really cool like his body movements were cool his like his gear was really cool.
0: right 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 (laughs) Um, yeah
1: yeah but I mean that kind of stuff matters like how people um portray their character and how they kind of sell you know who they are and what the the kind of oh what's the word that I'm looking for like the how deep they get into it like how much they kind of believe it themselves or whatever it really affects the visual presentation of things and I think if you're looking at it as a photographer or as somebody that's kind of like picking apart those details uh to you know try to accentuate or or base uh something you're creating off of you really notice those like the little details and stuff like that
0: yeah like the commitment um that cody had to like stardust was just so like amazing and you know i like for me like for example like kane for for example i know kane like 2016 Kane. It's not like 1990s Kane. It's like a whole different. When I say, "Oh, Kane wasn't my favorite," because I knew him as like Authority Kane, who always was like helping Seth out in his matches. People are like, "How could you say that?" I'm like, "I said I I was. I was a. I was a different era. I kind of knew. Like I liked those eccentric, different. Like I loved. Um, it's gonna become a Dean Ambrose appreciation podcast. That's okay. Um, (laughs) I really loved the whole lunatic fringe. I know everybody was like, "Oh, that's like McFaulley and everything." I was like, it was different because it was like brotherhood and yeah,. Ritual. and I think you know John Moxley now like did so. Like I really like. I honestly, I make a joke. Like I, if I um, if I take a theater class or a drama class, and I have to write about like a great feud, I would do that one because it was just so engaging, and so um, emotional, and so also visually appealing. Because mm-hmm. I remember like the promos that were shot. I did a few like graphic. I think I did like a comic book edit. Cool. From, like Dean and Seth. Um, it's like on my old wrestling <laughs> Tumblr. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> An old wrestling. Um, Tumblr.
0: We all have an old wrestling Tumblr. Um,
1: I think I do. I'm trying to remember what I used to post on my And it was just kind of Tumblr. like
0: I really gotta like give credit to like Dean Ambrose. Okay, my old Tumblr username was um. Well, I still use it now, but the old username was like Southern Violence Ambrose. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's listening, followed me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> some so big fangirl. old Some old, some old Southern Violence Ambrose or or yeah Ambrose at at uh dot fans on here
0: tumblr.com
1: for sure so you know it's it's interesting to me that you're that was like the feud that really like got you back into it and and now with what you really are enjoying with your photography is the storytelling and the the whole thing about that whole story was or that whole feud and everything like that was how how deep and like long-term and how like the storytelling was do you think like do you think being mm, i don't know how to answer ask that question i was gonna say do you think like those kind of stories is kind of what led you to kind of think like well what else is going on that i can kind of look at in that scene and kind of tell those stories in my own way
0: oh yeah um i mean when i started shooting wrestling it was very because i was so new i was like no one knew me i was just like ringside access yeah and it took a while um to kind of like get allowed backstage also being i also like you know i think also my age and my gender also had a huge impact on that because if you have like an I was 19 when I started yeah so if you have like this 19 year old girl in like a locker room with a camera I'm just like hey guys right <laughs> like you know people are like I remember there was a few times where, like, some wrestlers were like, "Are you supposed to be here?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "I'm like, dude, I'm of you like in the
1: next hour. Don't be mean to me." Yeah, um, for sure. I have the power to like, make you look good or not.
0: <laughs> but um, being backstage and kind of just um meeting everyone and hearing their stories, I wanted to convey that. Because I, I, I wanted to do ringside shots. Obviously, that's what I was there for. But, you know, because of like, in just basics of storytelling narrative and like beginning to end, I want, you know, like for like when you make like a photo story, like when you want to pitch it to stuff the wrestlers preparing behind the stage, getting ready, their interactions with the crowd, when they take a hit, when they do a dive, how does the crowd react? How does their body react? And also I like, get, like, you know, that was also around the same time as, like, as an artist. I was also um, experimenting with a little more fine art um, angles yeah. per se, kind of, because, like, there's a few, like, images of my work. It's, like, actually, like, really inspired by um, boxing photographs, like old-school yep. Like, Larry Fink, I just saw Raging Bull for the first time, but Martin Scorsese's mind of how he visualizes how so how I try to see my wrestling photos. Because I want to have that name of, like, fighters in the ring, but also outside of the ring. Because also, I think, because I'm so close to the wrestlers now, like, there is, like, a good chunk of wrestlers who are, like, in my age demographic, who are really Mm -hmm. good friends of mine. And they open up to me about, like, you know, the struggles, the commitment, the sacrifices that they've made with, like, traveling or with work and with money, in my head, I'm like, okay, I want my photos to portray those stories. Like, I don't want it all to just be action shots per se. Like, I want you to see, like, this wrestler is giving their all. Like, this wrestler has committed so much time and money and that they're never gonna get back just for this moment in the ring. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've always been trying to, like, um, accurately like express
1: yeah i think once you kind of start to get closer to like you know you you said you started out ringside that's exactly exactly what i did you know i was just shooting ringside like i remember the first time that i had to go take like somebody's portrait real quick because they just won the belt and they needed it for the for the the poster and all that kind of stuff and you know i think that was when i kind of started kind of thinking about like oh there's a lot more happening here than like justin is in the ring because like as a fan it was just kind of like you know, I was a photographer, and then also a fan. So it was, it was like, oh, I want to be out there and see all the matches. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm here as a fan to see the matches. So I gotta, I gotta see those, and then you know, make yeah. all, make all the cool photos that I can of that or whatever. And then I, you know, when you kind of start to realize, like, that's just a very small part of the story. It might just be what's being seen to the public, but it really isn't. You know, that for, for those people, that, that 15 minutes maybe that they're that they're out there is the culmination of not to mention all the training and stuff like that. But the uh, just that day, you know, it could be getting up at four o'clock in the morning to catch a flight to fly halfway across the country to get picked up, hopefully by some random kid that sort of knows the promoter and uh, and then maybe hopefully you can pass a somewhere to eat or a gas station that you can grab something you know what I mean it's like all this stuff leads up to Mm -hmm. this one kind of like glorious moment and it's all it's all like worth it to that but I think there's so many interesting moments leading up to and after that that I I don't I don't think that I've even touched starting to capture anything like that but I think there's such a a rich world behind the scenes uh with all these like people from all these different walks of life all these very diverse group of people that all come together for this for this one thing so yeah i think you know looking behind the scenes or whatever and and kind of seeing what there is to document like you were talking about with with these wrestlers that you kind of became close with is is like a really interesting like thought process of of hearing these people's stories and kind of like being like oh there's there's more to this than just the the larger than life character that they're portraying the human that's portraying that character is as interesting maybe more interesting to document than than specifically just the character or the dichotomy of of them together or whatever
0: yeah no yeah i mean I remember um, you know, it's funny you mentioned like the picking up because I remember uh, I was in I I didn't pick up Austin Theory, but I was in the car that picked up Austin Theory. And that was just kind of like those funny moments or and then like we went to like the Queen's Mall and Austin Theory was like, What's there healthy to eat in like this Queen's Mall? I'm like nothing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sabarrow.
0: This Queen's Mall. And and because I became more involved in the scene. I just wanted, you know, I wanted to photograph it. Now, the thing is that there are a few wrestlers and workers who are very open to that, who are just like, you know, go ahead, so do your thing. And there's a very few who are like, I turn on the camera and they're just like, they're like, no, like, no, no, no. Um, and I've always been always super respectful about yeah. respecting that. I always tell them, I said, um, I'm going to photograph it, but it's not going to go on social media. It's not going to go, um, I'm not going to tag you. I, I know. That they put in a, so much work to protect their persona and their storylines that I'm not just going to like disrespect it. I've gotten a few like, um I've noticed that like the hardcore uh, lucha guys are, I don't kind of attempt that, that's very like sacred to them. And, yeah. you know, I remember like one time um, for like in the summer, like last summer, there was like these lucha shows I was running in the Bronx and they actually had like pure like talent from mexico like they flew Mm -hmm. out into the bronx and Mm -hmm. i just found it funny or just Mm -hmm. interesting like they walked in in like sweatpants and like a tank but their mask was like fully on they're just how are you and i'm just like and i and the thing is like um my experience of wrestling was wwe Mm -hmm. and a little bit of the indies it wasn't until like i started going to these shows and photographing that i began to learn more about different promotions like impact um oh my god I'm forgetting other <laughs> oh,
1: like Ring of Honor <laughs> or just, and like, yeah,
0: yeah. other promotions and how things like you know I um and I'm also I was also learning a lot I i I was also learning like wrestling language like I learned like what mark was because like people are like oh so if you're such a mark for Dean Ambrose. I'm like I don't know what a mark is
1: <laughs> right right right
0: um, and they're just like really and I'm just like I was like I said guys I'm really come into this more as like a photojournalist. You like had a big wrestling phase But gradually I've been, um, I don't want to say becoming a fan Mm -hmm. again, because I don't say it never ended, but there's like sometimes in the ring where like, I just like go into like fan mode where I'm just like, like, I feel like I have the camera off and I'm just like, yeah, (laughs) like, I'm just like, like getting into it. Right. And and it's so great because it's with people that like an hour prior, we went to get like tacos with. Right. Or like an hour prior, we got on the same bus to transfer to the train to get to the venue. Because like in the ring... Even though maybe, like, I know after this is all over, we're gonna go to IHOP and then try to, like, you know, find an Uber to go back to the Bronx. In that ring, I'm like, you're not this person, you're now the person. Right. And the fact that, like, it's so <laughs> powerful and magical that, like, even eyes, like, someone who knows them can still, like, revert back into, like, fan mode like, or something. It. Like, yeah. It's separated. Like, you know, um, yeah, I have a good friend. Like I'm really close with him, and you know, I always treat him like, oh, you're just, you know, it's like that friendship where you're always like bickering, like you call each other mm-hmm. names, but then he like a match, where it was like so emotional, and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> like, you know, part of the magic of it. And as a photographer, I'm always like constantly trying to like see what I see into my lens. If that yeah. makes sense
1: absolutely i mean that's kind of i mean that's kind of the the whole uh being able to kind of take what's in your head and and you know make make a make the image that you're trying to make out of it or whatever i said that very inarticulate inarticulately which is funny because i teach and there's so many times where i'll just be like i'm not saying this in a way that makes sense at all but in my brain it makes total sense it's all yeah 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 but you're absolutely right i mean that that It's, it's really interesting. Like photography is really interesting to me because it's such a, a specific medium. Like you're, it seems like it should be, everyone is kind of doing the same thing, right? Because you're, you're literally just taking this box, you're putting it up to your face and like, whatever you see, you can kind of capture. Right. So it's like, in, in theory, it's like, it's a very simple tool, but I guess every, I guess every artistic tool is the same. I guess you could say the same thing about a guitar or a paintbrush or whatever. It's all about like the person's perspective that, that makes or breaks like what they're creating. You know what I mean? If they have, if they have something to say or a unique uh, view of what's happening or whatever. So we should go back a little bit. What's the promotion that you're working for most in the Bronx right now? Or, Um, or the promotions I should say.
0: So not really. uh, So I've been Bronx wrestling federation Mm -hmm. has been um, the promotion. That's conveniently a 15 minute walk from my house. Excellent. (laughs) Um, I've kind of, um, been photographing them so they do shows once a month, and it's okay. kind of been my most consistent because the promotions that I've um, worked with uh, is Bree Combination Wrestling. Actually, that was like the first promotion I started with. They used to wrestle. Uh, they used to have shows in St. Helena's in Parkchester, which is like this small Catholic school.
1: And, oh, cool.
0: And actually, my first show was um the main event was Jack Swagger. So okay. I remember, like, as a kid. I was like, "We the people," Jack Swagger, and I remember, like, and I remember like, um, I remember meeting him, and I was just so starstruck because I was like, "If you would have told me that I would be meeting Jack Swagger in the Bronx, <laughs> in like, 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 a, in a twenty-five minute like walk from my house, I would never believe you." It was just so surreal. A lot of the and BCW, which I really got to give him a shout out. They really gave us they really gave me a shot mm-hmm. um, because I really came in if like I only shot one wrestling show prior but like one of the wrestlers recognized me and was like oh no so stuff is really cool um That's how it all happens. I, that's all how it all happens. That's all how it happens. Every um, every
1: place I've ever worked that's exactly why and how.
0: It's like uh they're like this guy is great and that's how you do it. So break combination wrestling now they now they work in Jersey Bronx Wrestling Federation they really those have been really my two consistent ones in the the lucha show kind of like um I had some friends who were wrestling and they kind of finessed me in I did capital wrestling um one time and actually I I made a goal for this year before everything was um I wanted to start like traveling with the wrestlers I was really telling them I was like hey if you have a show in PA Massachusetts Rhode Island Canada Maine like just t- like listen, like like you know, I'm very like so. I've always wanted to tour since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Like would be a a tour with music, but now also with wrestling. I was like, as long as you just like make sure I'm not dead and like I get a meal at the end of the day, I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> like, right. I'm, I'm a, it's like a, I'm a, I'm a broke college student, and some of them are like broke college students or like young broke adults i'm just like this and you can pitch in for real at the end of the night yeah i'm okay. let me like travel and actually i was supposed to i was actually going to go to tampa for the first time yeah. um year only like a really a year into wrestling because uh fay jackson fay jackson's yes yeah. uh great sweatpants battle which um I know Faye from BCW. Faye was actually the first time I saw, uh, it was Faye Jackson versus Savannah Evans. It was like the first time I saw women's wrestling. And I was like, this is fucking cool. Like I actually got into women's wrestling because of GLOW. um, And like the the Netflix show and the documentary. But when I saw it for like the first time, I was just like, holy shit. And then I've just been so close to Faye and she was like, come down to Tampa. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go down to Tampa during Mania week. I was like, I like no idea what to expect. But I really kind of felt like The wrestling photography life was really becoming like it wasn't just like a I'm gonna do this because I really meant to only do this for like a school project to be like really honest like I wanted to photograph the shows pitch it and then kind of I was also doing like projects at the time (laughs) because I was a student yeah and but you know wrestling just hooks you on
1: it sucks you (laughs) in. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, um i i really feel like that first wrestling match i was like i was hooked like there was no going back mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. sucked me in
1: okay so there's a few different things i want to touch on for, through that through that a uh, whole thing that we just talked about. So we're actually a bunch of stuff. So it's really funny you talk about getting into, and we talked about this at the very beginning, but getting into music photography and documenting music and stuff like that. And then kind of like souring on that because that's exactly the same path that that I was on too. It was, I was shooting a bunch of like local shows, like metal bands and stuff like that. And uh, it was fun, but it was just, it was, it was kind of like, of- it got really monotonous it was kind of the same thing over and over again you were kind of shooting the same people doing the same stuff and uh visually just isn't it wasn't that appealing and there's also like seven other photographers standing right next to you at every like show and it's just kind of it kind of gets to be like (laughs)
0: yeah
1: and it's cool it's nice but you know i worked for a a newspaper for a bit and i was kind of their music guy because i was the one that would always go do it and it was just like when you shoot the the same type of band in the same venue just dozens and dozens and dozens of times, it just kind of becomes the same, the same image. And that's what oh. wrestling became so visually, visually interesting to me because it was like there was so many different... It was like you were going to 19, like 10 different, completely different band shows because they all yeah. have different looks and different gear they do different moves they have different facial expressions like you go to a metal show it's all just like white guys with long hair and tattoos just kind of doing the same thing. you know what i mean so it's kind of like yeah right you get you get your couple shots and it's the same shots that everybody you're like, else got how many
0: mosh pits can i tolerate
1: right and you're getting smashed against the stage and stuff and it's just like <laughs> this isn't this isn't fun this isn't worth me breaking my camera over for sure but so, so i paid. yeah right 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 i'm just going to break my camera from doing this for free. But so I think that's really interesting to hear that you had basically the same kind of like thought process of like, uh, music's not really for me. Uh, but I wanted to go back and talk about school. So, where do you go to school in New York at the moment?
0: I currently go to a city college in
1: Harlem. Okay. And you're a photography major there, correct?
0: Yeah. I um, I transferred from uh, BMCC, the community college in Tribeca. Yep. I was liberal arts. And then on my last semester at BMCC, after taking like photography classes, my photography teacher was like, you know, you could just switch your major to photography. Right. And I was like, that was an option. Like I, I honestly, I did not know. Yeah. So uh, um, I transferred to um, city college and now I'm arts major concentration. In yeah.
1: Excellent. It seems like they have, it seems like they have like a really great photography program there. It seems like they have a lot of different, cause you're doing a lot of stuff with film at the moment, right?
0: Yeah. Like BMCC, I have to give a shout out to Elizabeth Towery. who's the, My photography teacher, because they were really working with nothing. Like Mm -hmm. we just didn't have the resources. But you know, she was really forefront about. I'm not going. to I can't teach you technically, but I can teach you storytelling, editing, narrating. How do you make a story progress, and what makes a good story? And then to City College, I kind of took that knowledge of like good. What is a good photograph? What makes it? What makes photography interesting? And then I apply that to like four by five, alternative process, and like darkroom um, magic.
1: Right. But I mean, the the storytelling aspect, the the non like the stuff that you can't look up on YouTube and be like, how do I make this exposure properly? That's the kind of stuff yeah. that's really important, though. You know what I mean? Like that's somebody that's able to teach you that. And especially in, in any sort of an articulate way that makes sense, articulate way that makes sense is huge. You know what I mean? I try and uh, cause I teach at a community college as well, photography. And so I really try and instill that like the taking of the photo you can learn like that's not it's a yeah. you just you know kind of do your research obviously i teach that aspect of it or whatever but um if you're struggling with it just move some dials see what happens you'll you'll figure it out yeah. you know what i mean it's not
0: some dials i love that <laughs> it's
1: it's tricky it's tricky uh starting out but like you know making a proper exposure and stuff like that once you get it figured out it is super super simple so you know or i shouldn't say it's simple but it's just it's like muscle memory it's like once it clicks oh, yeah it's, yeah it's it's done so the technical part of it is the easiest part anyone can pick up a camera and learn how to point it at something click the button and and an image pop up you know what i mean it's it's yes. what you're the same way as i can pick up a paintbrush and start throwing paint all over a canvas it's going to look like shit it's not going to mean anything but i can still do it you know it's the same kind of thing it's kind of the uh the time you put into it and 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 how you kind of make your own way that you see the world onto whatever images that you're making. So, how long have you been in the program where uh, you have all these like resources to like darkroom and all that kind of stuff?
0: Honestly, last semester.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So, I
0: just, I... I just transferred um, fall 2019.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Cause I know you just did that really, really great four by five project. And so that was. That was a school project, right? That, the reason you did that was for a uh, class?
0: Yeah. Um, my first semester City College, because I had taken all the basics, they were like, okay, you go to advanced, um, you do a four by five large format. And I was like, okay. And I took the class, great class. And uh, I remember my professor was telling me, she's like, four by five is great for portraiture and landscape in natural lighting. And I was like, I'm going to go take this to the shittiest lighting places that ever existed.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the four by five. I knew like when I took the class, I wanted to do portraiture, and the thing is, portraiture was very, very new for me. I was always did like candid portraiture. I never really, I, I, I've never taken a lighting class either. I'm supposed to take the next semester. Um, gotcha. So, but I really saw like a lot of great portraits, even like like Richard Avedon, Diane Arbus, like you know the greats of photography. Yeah, yeah. I also really was inspired by wrestling trading cards. Like I thought wrestling trading cards were just so cool, but also I wanted like a wrestling trading card that looked like a boxing promo photo from like the 1940s. Because I was really like into like Rocky and all those boxing movies. And with the 4 by 5 I had a vision. I was like, I want to photograph these wrestlers because I want to photograph them the way I've seen them. But I'm also like, this is a very, very slow process. And yeah. these wrestlers are very, yeah. not most, them, they were, they've been champs. I gotta give them credit. A lot of them have been champs about it because I, mm-hmm. I used to do, sometimes I used to do it like, Oh, you have like, Oh, your, your match is like in 25 minutes. Can I have you for 24 minutes? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually the ones in the magazine are the ones, or I did like the hey, like your matches in twenty four minutes? Let me get you for like twenty two. Right, um, right, right. And those, and that's when I started getting of it because in the beginning I had like a lot of, I lost so much. Film. <laughs> I was those like two. overexposing it. It was I thought the slide was empty. There's like a whole film in there. But honestly, like I did that, and I was like i really liked and it was different it was really different for me as a photographer in the wrestling world it was different because everyone yeah. was like you bring a four by five camera to like a wrestling show yeah. and i would have like wrestlers be like can you carry this up for me <laughs> <laughs> like, I like lighting i'm like can you me? <laughs> meanwhile they're like bringing in the ring and i'm like can you also like give me this tripod <laughs>
1: um
0: it was um i liked it because i think because it was such a slow process because the thing is like when you put a camera to a wrestler because they've been trained and been doing this for so long, you know, they get into like, okay, they put a camera onto me. I'm no longer this guy. I'm, you know, I'm the wrestler and I have to get into my poses and everything. But when you're sitting there for like 20 minutes, you get to get a little annoyed. And yeah. that's what I'm kind of looking for. Like when they just <laughs> down. Right. And then they start tensing up a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, chill a little bit, chill a little bit. And then I tell them, I'm like, okay, just pose for me, but you have to stay completely still because the shutter speed is like at one for a second. Right. And I kind of like look for that moment where, you know, it's kind of like, um, like, like they're not posing. Like I really wanted to just be them naturally themselves. And then I clicked the button, hit the shutter. And most of the time, I've been really like happy with the results because I really, I've taken like promo photos for them. I've seen them in that headspace like okay, I gotta look big and tough. But here they're just kind of like, you know, one thing I did was um was controversial was um I actually like showed up on a training day, uh, when they were like practicing their bumps and in the ring. And that's like, you know, I've seen it photographed before, but the guy who was running it was like a luchador and he was really like anti it. (laughs) And I told him I said this is like for school, don't worry, I'm not gonna expose you and this is really just portraits. I liked it because I kind of pulled them right from the ring when they were just like sweating, and they were mm-hmm. just like, "Okay, let's do this," because I wanted it to be like authentic as possible. If that makes sense?
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. That makes total sense. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it's. I think it's an interesting perspective to uh, be approaching wrestling and wrestling photography with, because you're a lot of the people that were in that series were trainees, correct? The four by five series. Um. Or a few of them.
0: The four 5 series, uh, they weren't like they were still students you mean yeah uh not or no really um a lot of them were just kind of at that at that gym they're like you pay your dues by still coming in to train type stuff gotcha okay um I, a lot of them were um i think a lot of them were like i think actually a few of them were like students from like johnny rods ftw in long island house of glory Okay. um where like you know big names are coming from right. um i think the only person that like i photographed that was really like new to the scene was the referee mm-hmm. um and i just and that's actually like one of my favorite photographs
1: yeah because, I, love that
0: photo. uh, I didn't even know she was holding i didn't know she was even holding her fist until like i looked at the photo afterwards and i just love that photograph because i also saw that work like a future archive per se yeah. um because, you know, and I think a lot of my work from multiple stories I've done, there's always like this underlying theme of like preserving a legacy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, I've had like wrestler friends open up to me about like, oh, if I don't make it, I'm going to hang up my boots at the end of the year. If I don't blah, blah, blah. Like I've really developed close relations where so they're very open to me about that. And in my head, I'm like, all right, like, say 10 years from now, you do hang up the boots. I don't want everything that you've done prior to, like, go into obscurity. Right. I want, like, my photos to exist and be like, no, so-and-so was, like, a complete badass and was, like, diving off tables and, cry, you know, and doing, and this was done, like, 10 years ago. Like, I wanted, that's kind of really where the 4 by 5 idea was kind of stemming from. Like, mm-hmm. of course, it being black and white, like, a more, like, nostalgic archival um, series.
1: Yeah, just like a documentation of those those moments in those people's lives you know what i mean like it was funny i was actually talking to rob the head drop rob about like how some of those moments they mean more later you know what i mean like some of these photos that we're taking they may not be important now they may not even be like necessarily like appropriate now as far as like what you were talking about like with like behind the scenes documentation of like you know storylines and and people's characters and and all that kind of stuff (laughs) and and gaining the trust uh to be able to be a part of those moments and kind of take out your camera and snap a couple and and they're not gonna be like hey man you need to get out of here right now because like that's not not what we're doing here but like i even had (laughs) right i I had a photo recently that i totally forgot i had taken that was it was brody king and uh eddie kingston right after they had had this like big match and it was brody was the champion at that point. Yeah, and uh Eddie was challenging but it was the last match in the last show we that aaw did in this venue. It was like their secondary venue kind of thing. But they wrestled all around like it's like this multiple tiered venue and they wrestled like down they th- through the entire crowd, down the stairs, down another flight of stairs, through the locker room, back up some stairs and then back out through the entrance again. But uh so it was like this great match, and it was super fun and and, and Brody and and uh, Eddie are are like good friends they were at that point too spoiler everyone in wrestling is pretty much friends with each other but but i took this photo They, they were watching back a part of their match after it on this laptop and they were just kind of like you know it was them and there were a couple of other people around and uh it was just kind of like this really cool moment of like i know brody really looks up to eddie and uh eddie i know really thinks a lot of brody as like being one of these like uh new kind of uh stars or whatever and so like this kind of moment of them just sharing this together i thought was really cool so i snapped a couple of quick photos totally forgot about it and i was just going i've been going through a bunch of stuff and i sent it to brody i was like hey i forgot i took this and he was like man this photo like really means a lot to me like thank you for sending me this and it's like you kind of forget that like those moments you know like for me that moment is cool because it's like i'm a huge eddie kingston fan i'm a huge brody king fan and like who knows where both those guys are going to be in five years, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's like looking back like, whoa, I got to see this in a Legion Hall where they fought through the locker room. Like, that's amazing. Like, and here's this kind of just like candid moment that I only, only me and a couple of other people saw. And I'm maybe the only one that even kind of realized that it was a moment and everyone else was just kind of like, oh, it's just the thing that happens, you know? But I think there's a, there's a responsibility to the the photographers the videographers whatever to be documenting this kind of stuff and it is like definitely kind of tricky sometimes to kind of tell what is appropriate to be to be documenting but i think a lot of that comes with just like being around for a long time gaining trust all that kind of stuff
0: yeah i mean to be honest one of the uh, things i've been documenting and i always joke like i have like a sub project and a project and a project <laughs> type yeah, thing absolutely I'm but uh, to be honest being the only girl at this promotion, I'm the only one allowed in the women's locker room. Sure, yeah. You know, and I've taken some photos of like the the, the female wrestlers, like when they're getting changed or putting their makeup on or they're rehearsing or they're talking about calling their match and everything. Sure. And it's something that, like, I was thinking about. I was like, like, you know, I've seen it like in the men's locker room, and actually, like, I've, I'm also like a huge mark for like old wrestling photography. Like, I don't. Do you know like Jeff Winningham?
1: Not familiar. No. <laughs>
0: uh please google um jeff winningham's yeah, friday nights at the coliseum oh, that book maybe i
1: i think i do know the book that you're talking about oh i just my God. know the name off the top of my head yeah yeah
0: that that book i i have a friend who owns it and like it's just like like <laughs> chef's kiss like it's just like sure. amazing um and actually i think a lot of my when i stop shooting flash for a little bit and like try to use a natural ring light that's kind of where like Jeff's like vision came into mind but I saw like his backs a few of his backstage stuff and you know I really gained the trust of a lot of like um the wrestlers like in the women's bathroom because it's just us in the men's locker room it gets a little weird not gonna lie it is a different like um it also depends on the show because if it's like a show where most of the roster like like, oh Sophie, like, you know, it's all chill, but there's been like shows and there's like out of ta- like um out of state talent that gets brought in mm-hmm. and they have like a very um like a like, you know, talent from impact, ring of honor and then um I actually remember I shot a show we had some talent there and my friend was kind of like, I think you might want to, you know, be chill with the behind the scenes stuff because they're very like they don't they're very like anti that. And I kind of disobeyed and obeyed a little bit. I was a little more incognito and I even like approached him and said, like, hey, like, is it okay if I can take some photos? Like and they're like, Oh yeah, like, just don't post it. It's like, Yeah, yeah, like I got you. Like, yeah, you know, I'm very faithful to that. It also like depends on the show and the vibe. Because of like Bronx Wrestling Federation, where like the entire roster is like my family at this point. Yeah, I get a little Little more creative with it the little more funny images um in a way it kind of feels like i'm photographing just like friends but you know when i think of when i actually went to one show capital wrestling was like my first non-bronx show where like i right. didn't know anyone besides like one wrestler that was a little challenging because i was like oh shoot i don't know how people are going to feel about it. they don't know me and i wasn't going to cling on to like my wrestler friend and be like can you like yeah you know he's like i have to call my match and i was like right. okay but it was kind of, um, I kind of got in, you know, I just realized I keep on forgetting that wrestlers are regular people like you and I. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of, um, there, was, there was like a lot of like, I think like Castano Valentine was there and I was just like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just like a really chill dude and he just talked to him and then I took like a Polaroid of him and Stingcock before it was stolen. i yeah. like, oh, uh, you know, just like Stingcock. <laughs> just kind of like, you know experiment like for me like i started shooting a few polaroids because i just found my polaroid yeah and it was like kind of like just for like more fun getting the wrestlers in the moment type stuff sure um because with the four by five because it's just a huge different medium right that's when i'm like okay i'm like i need a few wrestlers put aside i need committed time because like now i'm thinking more of like i want to get the intimate portrait that's like all about photographing uh, all of that.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, you're not exactly able to do uh, you can't really do candids with a with a four by five you're not really gonna do yeah. a, you can't really like all right we're gonna hang on just stand there for one second i gotta do this whole I do the light
0: meter. <laughs> right right right
1: yeah absolutely absolutely uh well very cool very cool i think we're we're kind of reaching reaching that point where we're trying to wind it down a little bit here i have these kind of like rapid fire like three quick questions that i'm trying to make a thing who knows it'll maybe last two episodes and maybe we'll never hear from it again we'll see okay so first one is there a photo that I- you've made it doesn't even necessarily have to be specifically of wrestling that really really stands out to you
0: um yeah i call it um number uh yaya the great one it's the yaya is like this great wrestler from i don't know Which part of the Carolinas, but the Carolinas. Uh, And it was right. He was the the main event. He just finished. He's like sweating. He's like still hard. And he was like against like the curtain. He was just like, he was just like just taking a breath. Like he was just like taking like a breath. And I just shot this photograph of him. And it's just, I love that photo because you just see like he, it looks like he's defeated but he has like this his, his little um oh yeah what you would call it? his gear has like a number one on his butt okay. yeah yeah and it's just it, i really love that photograph um, i make a joke i was like that's my magnum opus but it actually is like one of my like favorite photographs where i was like i would frame this shit like in my house yeah i feel and i also like it because it almost, it kind of has like a universal feeling like is it wrestling is it boxing is it you know water sport, like, you know,
1: water sport, like, yeah. like, <laughs> water skiing i know what you're talking about uh water skiing. right um, so that, actually, one. that reminded me of another question that i a real quick question that i had so you say like a lot of your wrestling work is inspired by uh that kind of like raging bull like boxing like black and white old school kind of vibe which i totally see your yeah. that that absolutely makes sense when you said that it's like oh yeah i, I can absolutely 100 percent see that do you think that comes from like being from the Bronx? Is that like a scene there that you saw kind of a lot and that's what led you to that being an inspiration or what, like, what was the connection to, to that style of photography or that just that world, I guess?
0: I think to be honest, I've always just been a big, like nostalgia person. Like I've, um, I was always like a retro kid. I love the eighties. I've watched, I always joke. I said, my first crush as a preteen girl was John Bon Jovi because all <laughs> I listened to was hard rock from sure. the 80s so I saw 1983 John Bon Jovi and I was like this is the peak of yeah um yeah. Sexiness. so I've always just had just visually in my head the old school aesthetics and I was always just drawn to that and you know being from the Bronx my friends my, everyone says oh Sophia have you ever done a boxing project and I do want to do one but I have a I actually want to do it in color of like a different story for that sure. but I think that vintage retro style which I'm actually like quite proud of that because I know I feel like people can really try to fake vintage and it looks fake for me yeah. I just kind of pull from just you know I just watched like a lot of movies like I just watched so much of it and I have a lot of photo books from like photographers from the 80s and even pulling from uh my dad actually has um my dad was used to be a boxer not like a professional but he's like he boxed yeah and he had like these books of like it was really just kind of like the the um the pre um, workout videos, but on like books, like for boxing okay. and sure, bodybuilding, sure, sure. and he had, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's, and it was just photography of just really just like boxers and powerlifters, and it was really just more to be like a visual, like how do you want to get this like shaped and cut? But seeing that very young, I guess, kind of like true, yeah, like subconsciously has like come back into like my photography, because even with um,
1: my
0: my mother, my my, my other project, uh, Westchester Drag, where I've been documenting the drag scene and like yonkers and mount vernon really typical like like you think of new york city like it's the most diverse place ever and then Mm -hmm. you go into like a little like suburbia like that's what it is and you kind of like oh it's not so diverse and cool and my friends are like these look like the disco photos like from like studio 54 and that was like totally like my headspace like i kind of i've always kind of photographed cinematically if that makes sense yeah i see each that's kind of like the aesthetic
1: yeah no that makes that makes absolute sense absolute sense okay cool is there a way that one of your photos has been used that's kind of like blown your mind
0: um i like it when um people uh take like uh, uh so there's this one wrestler um i took a photo of him and someone like drew it like just a dual yeah of and i just love that shit i just yeah. think it's so cute like i just um it's just, You know, it's like a Sharpie doodle, a pen doodle, but I just think that's so amazing. I've always loved that because I just think, oh, wow, like, you really like my photograph so much. that like, you wanted to draw it. <laughs> you right. Know? And there's like this wrestler, has so many photographs of him and her, but mine was the one where you were like, I want to doodle it. So that's always been like the biggest. um And also I like it. Like I, my, I had a friend tell me that um her boyfriend, her boyfriend's a wrestler. She's a wrestler as well. And like my photo of him is like her lock screen. <laughs> And hey. I love that. i think that's amazing my-
1: we have so many like mental parallels and like it's so like it's really really interesting to me because like so like the the drawing thing like people making using my photos for for fan art or whatever when you know like they make like edits or whatever or there's like uh some really really awesome artists a lot of them in the uk that have used do a lot of like paintings and drawings and stuff like that that have used some of my photos as as uh not inspiration what's the what's the word that i'm trying to think of reference reference there we go that's the word i was trying to use uh yeah that have used uh some of those photos for reference there's this woman Ah, oh, man i'm not gonna remember where she's from now Ooh, i want to say italy and i don't think that's right at all but she did that photo that i took of priscilla kelly in front of the fencing thing and there's like the barbed wire cage? yep 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 uh yeah. she's like this insane like i'm not sure if it's digital or whatever drawing of it but it's like it's incredible. Like I I uh so that is absolutely super cool, but what you were saying about how like that that woman's boyfriend is her lock screen and it's your photo. I made this like note I to my it maybe it was just a mental note or whatever, but like the most flattering thing somebody can say about your or people that can be excited about your photograph is like somebody's partner being like like Oh my God, this is like the hottest photo of, of my partner that I've ever seen in my entire life. And it like, like, like where, uh, I've had this before Josh Alexander comes to mind. Cause his wife was like, Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Just like freaking out on in the internet. It's like, you're so hot. And it's just like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've captured that person or, or with like, like somebody's like, mom is like, Oh my God, I love this photo of this person. Cause it's like, oh. you know, you know, you like you really captured the essence of that person in that photograph for somebody that is that that. close to them and like really, really like, like holds that person dear to them and loves them to be like, oh, this is a a photo that like means a lot to me of this person. So I I absolutely... 100% hundred percent agree with you there uh, okay and then the last little question we got here uh, an experience you've had because of shooting wrestling that you probably wouldn't have had otherwise like something that like you got to do that you're like damn this is really cool. I wish we were doing this after Tampa so you could be like I got to go to Tampa and shoot Chris pants battle royal <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but if you uh, is there anything um, that you've to had be like honest, that so far? And this
0: might be a very original answer is um it kind of put doing the wrestling series and working on it and really becoming a part of it, kind of gave me like recognition in like the Bronx art scene that I've been like by like OGs in the game so like so awesome so like in wrestling in in Bronx photography which is kind of like its own subgenre, it's really interesting you know there's called the Six of the South which is like these great Bronx photographers because really we're known for like uh the hip-hop like the documentation of like the hip-hop era because it originated here and there's Ricky Flores, Joe Conzo, David Gonzalez, Adam Pagán, Angel Franco, the sixth guy—I can't remember his name—but it's kind of like these OGs in the and They've been because of their hip-hop stuff. You know, they have a show called—you know—you know, like the Contact High. Like, um, oh yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah. The book, yeah. Like, They're all in there because they documented like um, all the, those great people, and they're just like these. And they're like, and they're like, you know, they're big up there, there in the game. And my wrestling photography really. I mean, I really did it for myself. and like trying to get an A in a class, but um, because it had like that connection of like, oh, this is in the Bronx and it's kind of like historical. Like I actually uh, met someone who told me like, oh, my my dad was a wrestler in the South Bronx in the seventies. And I was just like, you know, this like goes way, I mean, wrestling is old as time, Mm -hmm. but you know, just to see it so demographically in my own borough, Mm -hmm. which a lot of my work has been about, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the same time I got into wrestling, when I was shifting from music, it wasn't like I shifted from music right into wrestling. I was kind of in a period about documenting the Bronx in my neighborhood because, you know, the Bronx gets so much negative connotations um, and, a lot, and the people there too. So my work was kind of like street photography, documentary about like neighbors, but it kind of bled that more um, humanitarian approach into the wrestling because the wrestling was just like kids from like Co op City, Parkchester. And it was kind of like, you know, these, you know, it was just really amazing to see that. So really, I, I really have to give, like this project really changed my life because I got the New York Times portfolio review um, before it got shut down post-Rona. But yeah. um, I've been I, I was applying for that like in twenty. 20- seventeen mm-hmm. I was really that was like a goal of mine and what happened was James Ashton of the Times I was kind of shoving that wrestling project at him but like people were like saying like yo like Sophie's wrestling project is really different and really interesting and because of that he gave me the slot. And like, That's amazing. I remember getting that news <laughs> coming from a wrestling show, ironically enough, and it's like crying on the six chain, because for me, that was like the ultimate um, validation, full circle moment. And it's really because of like the wrestling, like, you know, that pro- and it also like pushed me as a photographer. Mm-hmm. I've had so many amazing people there. Um. And it's really just changed my life. Like, I really don't think, I really don't know where I'd be without it. I mean, I would still be here, but like, I don't know where I'd be as like an artist or or even in my career per se. Like, it really like changed my life.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. That is like absolutely the perfect place to end this. There's no way we're going to get any better than that. So go. that's awesome. That's like also so cool. Okay, so real quickly, where can where can people find your your photography on the internet?
0: Yes, uh, you can follow me on my Instagram. It is Bulls in the Bronx,
1: but it's no O in Bronx. So it's Brinks. E-R-N-X, right?
0: They're E-R-N-X, Yeah. Cool. Bulls are, you in the on, Bronx.
1: are you on Twitter or anything like that?
0: I am on uh, Facebook, but I think you can find that through my Instagram.
1: Yeah. If Instagram's you
0: just on Facebook, you'll be there forever.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, no kidding, right? Well, thank you very much for taking some time to talk to me today. This has been an awesome conversation. Hopefully, we'll we'll be able to catch up again soon. Oh,
0: yeah. Thank you. I mean, ho- hopefully we can meet when yeah, this no is all kidding. over.
1: We wouldn't have met in Tampa. That makes me sad to know now. I was going to see so many friends down there. I hate it. Anyway. Cool. We'll see you later. Have a good night.